This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We are in uh, Psalms 124. And as I was uh, getting ready for this yesterday evening, I was looking and and I realized that I, I don't think I have explained what part of the book of Psalms we're in. We're in the book of Psalms portion, starting with Psalm 120 and through Psalm 124. And I know I didn't tell y'all this last week, Psalm 120 and, and 124 is called the Songs of the Ascent. And that means really two things. First of all, it's believed that the priest, when they would go up into the uh, into the temple, as they ascended up the steps into the temple, these were the songs that they would sing as the people watched and as as the ceremony or the or, or the worship service was going on. And that was one of the things that they go. What we do know uh, these songs were the purpose of these songs were is when when the Jewish people would go to Israel would go up up to Jerusalem for for the feast and and there were multiple feasts throughout the year when they would leave their wherever their home was and go to Jerusalem for the feast. These uh, songs, Psalm uh, one twenty through one thirty four, were the songs that. Uh, they sang. It was the Psalms that they sang going in, going up to Jerusalem. So these were uh, very popular songs. They were uplifting songs. They were songs about uh, God and his sustenance and his uh, taking care of them. And really it was what I call worship preparation. And uh, what I mean by that is, is that uh, a lot of times people show up to worship and they're just barely making it in. <laughs> sure, children all over like uh, uh, monkeys on their back dragging them, whatever. They just barely make it in and their hearts are really not prepared to meet with God because they've just had a rough morning. And uh, we have worship at 1030 and I don't know why it's been so rough. I usually have to be at work by eight, but just seems that way. And uh, they're not really prepared. And it takes a little while to get your heart and your mind set and prepared on what what you're going to be doing that morning. Um, And I found over the years that uh, a little bit of worship before, maybe uh, take your phone and go to Amazon Prime or wherever your wherever your music's at, and put on a little worship music in the morning time before worship pre experience gets your heart and your mind tuned into what God's doing. Uh, a lot of people do that in Sunday school. If if you have a small group or a Sunday school group to meet with before church, that can tune your heart toward God because there's fellowship and there's the Word of God, and y'all discuss some things about that. And that's oftentimes a very good way to bring about a heart that's ready to worship and a heart that's ready to meet with God. I would recommend, like the Jewish people did in these Psalms, they would sing these songs on their way up to Jerusalem, and it prepared their hearts to meet with God. And our hearts wander around so much, and our thoughts and our minds 
are, are so many times far away from God that we miss out on him. We miss out on what he's doing. We miss out on what he has to say. We miss out on his blessed assurance, his love, his, his just handling things in the moment. You can remember times when somebody walked with you through a, a difficult situation and uh, their words of encouragement and assurance and their words of uh, direction and strength. Well, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit's doing that all the time with you. He is regularly doing that with you and, and you shouldn't miss out on it. And the only reason you do is because your heart's not tuned toward him. Your spirit is not in line with the Holy Spirit, and you're just kind of off separated from him. And Psalm 124 is one of those psalms of ascent, and so we're going to read it. It says here, this is one of the psalms, psalm of ascent written by David. I think there's two, maybe three of these that are written by David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, I love it starts out, he's making that proposition. If God hadn't been on our side, if God hadn't been with us, that, that can go for, for every one of us. You can think of situations in your life where if God hadn't been with you, boy, what, what might have happened? What terrible things might have gone on? You remember when God is, has moved in your life, when God has opened doors, when God has done things that uh, uh, you knew for 100% certain that it was him and that it was his actions and that it was his uh, movement in your life that took care of your your situation. And you can, I know many of you could say the same thing about this about this psalm. If God hadn't been on my side, there's no telling what might have taken place. If God hadn't been on my side, there's no telling how this would have ha have resulted. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can stand against us? And God is for us. He is for us. But remember. He's for us being for him. I love that story of Joshua as he goes, he's preparing to to, mark, to go around and attack Jericho. And he meets the commander of the Lord's host, which is pre-incarnate Jesus. And he asked him, on whose side are you on? And, and the angel of the uh, Lord, the commander of the Lord's host said, I'm on no one's side. I'm on my own side. Oftentimes we want God to be on our side. The truth is that we were made to be on his side and for him to uh, walk with us in the midst of us being on his side. We're on his team. We don't have a team of our own. We're in his army. We don't have an army of our own. And uh, we're involved in his purposes and we don't have purposes separate from that because we're his. And he says here, if it had not been for the Lord, who was who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, and he said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, something would have happened. Situation, the situation was dire and desperate. The situation, there's a lot of times in life that we meet situations that are dire and desperate, and we don't realize how dire and desperate they might have been or they were until after it's over. What a terrible situation we might have put ourselves in. We don't realize what a terrible situation we might have been facing. And oftentimes God keeps that covered up from you too, because you would have panicked and run. You, you would have acted in your own emotion rather than acting in his direction. And he says, if God hadn't been on our side, uh, then they would have swatted, swallowed us alive with, when their wrath was kindled against us. What he's saying is we wouldn't have made it on our own. And I can tell you this, and I, I like to talk big sometimes myself. But the truth is that the, the forces of darkness that are arrayed against us, the fallen angels that are, that are out there wanting and desiring to destroy us, 
the demonic presence and power that is prevalent in the area that we live in and all over the world. Those forces and those situations that are out there are, are dire and they are terrible. And the only thing that keeps them from swallowing us up and destroying us is the is the holding back power of the Holy Spirit. He that holdeth back, that's one of his titles in the New Testament. He holds them back and the angelic host of heaven who are ministering spirits and sent to minister unto us, they hold back those things that we cannot see. So many times God is doing things and handling situations behind the scenes. And let me tell you something. I know that. I know it. I know it as well as I know my face as I look here on this screen this morning. God's uh, plan and his purposes and his work is going on around us and his protection and his providence over us is it, it's happening day and night all the time. It is happening day and night all the time. And, uh, I will say this, you have no idea, you will know one day, you'll know that when, you, when we're in glory, you'll know one day that the amount and the power of his protection and providence for us, you'll see it when you're with him and you'll see how much he has kept those who would want to totally destroy your life. And, and let me tell you, there are many, whether they be humans or whether they be spirit beings, there are many who are out there doing that. And God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, and through the angelic host is holding that back and uh, allowing you the opportunity to glorify God. He says, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. And he's talking about, he's talking about crossing the Red Sea. He's talking about that experience of, of being baptized or that physical expression of faith, that opportunity to physically take steps of faith. And that's really what the children of Israel, that's their first opportunity when they uh, left Egypt to take steps of faith. They didn't have to do anything other than leave. Um, they didn't have to do anything other than turn and go, turn away from Egypt and leave. And what, what we modern day call salvation or our salvation experience, which is really it's our conversion experience, it's our repentance time, it's our time of turning from our will to God's will, from the world to his kingdom. That that experience, that that repentance experience, that conversion experience is much like the children of Israel, the Old Testament picture of it is exactly that. The children of Israel, after the blood of the lamb was uh, shed for them in their protection and in their redemption, they the, all they had to do was just leave Egypt. They had to leave. And that's what our conversion experience is, to leave ourselves and to chase after God. And then the, they were led by a, uh, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And when they reached the, the Red Sea, when they reached the, the uh, Red Sea, the time came for a step of faith, a, a time for just I'm going to do what God has told me to do. They hear God's will and they, and the time came for a step of faith. And that happened when the enemy was chasing after Egypt and the Egyptian chariots, uh, 600 strong were uh, chasing after them and prepared to, to destroy them. The tanks of the, of the, of their day were coming after them and, and they had to trust God and walk through the Red Sea with the walls of water on both sides of them. That was easy because, you know, they had to get away from the church. Let me tell you, I can almost assure you, if you saw that happen, that would not be easy. It would not be easy for you, and it would not be easy for me. And I'm sitting here looking over a, 
uh, a lake uh, right now and there's probably probably 200 yards to the other side and if it split right now and there was a wall of water on both sides for me to cross over i'd be a little nervous about getting out there because it's probably 70 feet to the bottom out there in the middle of that channel and I, it would be nerve-wracking to me can you imagine crossing a sea like that can you imagine being in a place where you're three four five six seven eight hundred feet below the walls of water that requires a step of faith and it's a picture of baptism and baptism is a is your initial physical act of faith it's your step of faith it's it's your public profession of faith it's it's how you publicly act out the faith that is born within you and david is talking about that if it had if god hadn't been on there some those enemies that rose up in wrath the the egyptians would have destroyed them they would have wiped them out he says uh then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams would have gone over our soul. Notice their their souls would have been lost, but they're not. They're not because of faith, because of trusting God, and because God was for us, and God presented himself to us, and God called us, us to his name, and uh, we heard that call, and we turned to that call, and we trusted in that call, and we acted upon that call. And and that's what that's that that is what we call the salvation experience and it is our conversion experience it's the salvation is actually is actually the the complete work of god from the day he makes us a new uh, new creation the new birth until the day we die we're we're continually being sozoed or saved that's what the greek word is we're continually being saved or sanctified before him and we're being taught to trust god and taught to walk by faith and and so what god does is he he makes provision for us he gives us new life he calls our name we hear that call he 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 lead away from ourselves and away from the world and toward him and when we hear that call we trust him and then we uh, head toward him and then he gives us opportunities to hear his name and to walk by faith in it and to chase after him and uh, that's what we do that's what we do and uh, when we do that we get opportunities to walk through the uh we get to our opportunity to walk through the wall of water to to uh, be baptized and then the 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 second verse here when it says the waters would have overwhelmed us the streams would have gone over our soul that's the picture of crossing the jordan into the promised land and he's referring in this psalm to both the red sea and later on 40 years later entering into god's best god's rest into the promised land and the promised land is a land flowing with milk and honey it's god's very best but it's also a place where we have to uh, fight the giants we have to battle with the spiritual our battle is not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and rulers of this dark age that those are all ranks of angels biblically speaking powers principalities rulers uh, and they're the rulers of this dark age. We battle against these things. We don't battle against people. We battle against those things that are those forces that are arrayed against us that David was talking about. And uh, the weapons we use are not physical weapons. The weapons are our warfare, spiritual, their prayer, and their faith, and uh, and their love, love for each other. And uh, when we use those weapons properly, we're victorious. When we trust God, we're victorious. When we love each other, we're victorious. And and when we pray and seek God's purpose and will, when we pray and seek God's hand in our lives, we're victorious. You need to know that. Steps of faith lead to victory. Steps of faith lead to victory. Prayers of faith lead to provision, protection, and purpose. It's important that you, it's important that you walk in that. It's important that you see that. 
It's important that you expect that. The battle we are, we're fighting is a real one, and the, the end of that battle or how the outcome is going to be is assured, but we still got to do it. I, I think about my life and some of the victories that uh, God has given me, and those victories came from Him, and those victories were for His glory, but they were already prepared. But I still had to walk through what was necessary to bring about that victory. I had to act in faith, and we got to do that ourselves. And faith is our faith is our greatest weapon. It is our greatest weapon, and it and it and it is our greatest tool for us to trust God. He says at the end, he says, "Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul." Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. What he's saying is, I've been saved, I've been sozoed. And I am going to praise his name. He said, blessed is the Lord who's not, being, who's not, who's not given us over to, the, to as prey to their teeth. They can't bite into us. They got no power over us. He says, he says, our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler. They lay traps for us and we escape them. We escape them not by our own guile, not by our own uh, smarts, not by our own wit, but we escape them by his providence and by his protection. He says, the same is broken, the snare is broken, and we have escaped. And we have. And you need to know that's going on all the time. It is going on all the time for you. And it's exciting to know. Isn't it exciting to know that? It's powerful to know that. And uh, it's, well, it's good to have. It's good to have in the back of my mind that God is always at work around me, bringing about his very best. He says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The name of the Lord, what does that mean? That is his character. The names that God has given himself reveal who he is. It's his nature and his character. And our help is in his nature and his character. Because his names, Jehovah, Adam, his, his power, his purpose, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Emmanuel, God with us. See, all these names reveal what God is and who God is and how he works. And our trust is in those names. Notice he says, our help is in the name of the Lord. If we're, if we're going to have help, it's going to be found in who he is and his character. He says, and he is the maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe that? I do. Do you? I hope you do. I hope you know that to be the case. Because if you believe that you believe he has all the power that there ever has been and ever will be, that he is the good creator. And uh, all that is in him is good because he made everything. And if my help is in his name and he's the maker of heaven and earth, I lack nothing. I lack absolutely nothing. And that's the truth. That's just the way it is, ain't it? As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.